Well, good afternoon. It's a Sunday afternoon, July 31st, 2022. Isn't it crazy to already be more than halfway through 2022? It just amazes me. It seems to go faster and faster every year. It feels like we just started summer and now kids are getting ready to start school. And it, to me, is just amazing how quickly this goes. I will be celebrating my birthday in, well, I guess technically you can say 10 and a half days. And I am blessed and amazed at the thought of still being here because I don't know that I've said before, but a lot of my childhood Um, You know, a lot of people have problems in their childhood. They come from broken homes and they come from abuse and they come from all kinds of stuff. But in all honesty, I never dreamed of a future. I never thought about, I never dreamt about my wedding day, what type of wedding gown I would wear, how many children I would have. Those were never thoughts that crossed my mind. Mine was more just surviving a day at a time, getting through emotionally, mentally, physically a day at a time. Um, And not really dreaming of having a future. So every year that I celebrate now, I am truly grateful for because Many years were just spent, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, get through today, just get through this moment, just get through this second. Um, It'll get better. It's got to get better. You know, and then other times were times of me just begging God to let me stop breathing. The emotional pain would be, would just be so overwhelming that I just wanted to stop breathing and um so to be looking at celebrating another year is amazing to me and i'm so grateful to god that he didn't answer those prayers begging him to let me stop breathing i wouldn't have what i have now i wouldn't have the marriage i wouldn't have the home i wouldn't have the family the children the grandchildren i wouldn't have any of it i wouldn't have the friendships that i have now Um, and what a loss, you know, what a a traumatic loss. Just think of, you know, the thought of that. If I had died at a young age, I wouldn't have met my husband. We wouldn't have had our son. I wouldn't have had my daughter. I wouldn't have my grandchildren somebody else would be living this life. Um, you know, it's a, it's a crazy thought. And so many times we think that we're unvalued or we're unimportant and we're extremely important. If you stop and break it down, completely break it down, you find the hope in there that we are here on purpose, for a purpose. We 
It is, it is beyond our control that we were ever created, born. Um, sure, tragic things happen. Life is hard. And the older we get and the more damaged and broken this world becomes, the harder it becomes. You know, and, and I, as I watch these young kids coming up, my grandkids, and, and other, you know, people's, other friends' kids and grandkids. And it just almost terrifies me, the thought of how angry and dangerous this world has become, especially for children. You know, it's like there's a target on each and every one of them. Everything is targeting them. Everyone wants to... to pollute and toxify and damage these children emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. It is a true war over our children right now. And we have to be diligent in our prayer times. We have to be diligent lifting our children up and pleading the blood of Jesus over their hearts, their minds, their souls, and their bodies for protection over them every single day. Every time they cross our minds, we need to be lifting up prayers of protection over our children, our grandchildren, family members, friends. This world has become so evil and so toxic that it is it is truly, whether you believe in God or not, I know you see it. And, and I, I, I really hurt for the people who don't believe in God because they have no hope. There is nowhere for them to turn. There's no one for them to really talk to or, or come to a resolution of what do I do? How do I fix this? You know, in all honesty, we cannot fix this ourselves. We have to go to God in prayer. We have to start asking him to intervene in our world and our lives and protect our children, protect our families keep them safe from all evil and all harm. You know, there are so many circumstances that so quickly lives can be lost, you know, and we just really need to be diligent about that. That's been on my heart for quite a while, you know, just looking, watching people you know where where I work. It's easy to watch people. It's it's very easy to hear, listen in on their conversations, and just wonder. You know, do we really hear what we say? Do we really honestly hear the words that we speak? That's been another big topic for me for quite a while. Is to be careful of what I say how I, not even how I say it, but more so what I say, because the Bible says that we curse and bless with the same tongue. You know, it's why the Bible calls it a two-edged sword. It can cut going and coming. You know, we, we say these things, especially to our children, to people we love the most, you know, call them stupid and call them, you know, like one day I heard this woman 
She didn't even know this this family. This little boy was adorable little boy, and he's just sitting in the in the shopping cart, and he's just you know looking around, amazed at the world, because you know he's little enough to not be jaded yet by anything he's seeing. And this woman just completely out of the blue comes up and says, "Well, this one looks like trouble. He looks like he's ready to start trouble. He's gonna be trouble." And I, you know, I could see the look on the father's face, like, "Who the heck are you? And why would you say something like that? You don't even know my child." You know. And you know, I immediately stepped in and I said, "I don't think so. I think he's just the sweetest, most adorable boy." And um, you know, the mom kind of looked at me and smiled and nodded, like, "Thank you," but. And I just kind of shot the woman a look, like, "Really? You know, why would you, why would you say something like that? You don't even know. Even in in joking, what? Just because he's a boy, he's going to be trouble? And why would you label? Do you know labels spoken over children plant the deepest roots? I bet you nobody's ever thought about that before." Never really even considered that the labels that are spoken over children have the deepest roots, and they cause damage if they are bad. They cause encouragement and 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 growth if they are good. If you walk up to a child, and you tell a child, regardless boy or girl. And you speak something negative over them. Later on in life, those words are going to come back up. They are going to decide not to chase a dream or not to pursue something, or even worse, decide to get into trouble and decide to, because of something someone said over them as a small child. My grandmother used to always call me and tell me, "You're such a tomboy. Why can't you be more feminine? You're such a boy. You act just like the boys. No, nobody's ever gonna love you if if you keep acting that way." For many years, I didn't think I was lovable, even into both my marriages. First one being a huge mistake on my part, and the second one, you know, battling for many years to. My husband never told me differently. Every even now, he calls me beautiful, even when I look horrible. You know, I could be on, on, I could be sick and all gross and makeup smeared all over my face and、um, hair a mess, and he will tell me that I'm beautiful, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that even when I rebuffed him, he never stopped. That he didn't—he didn't stop telling me. Because I didn't feel beautiful. In all honesty, didn't think I looked beautiful. But it wasn't that he was looking at my exterior appearance. 
He was always commenting on my heart. And I never really noticed that that... I mean, he he thought, obviously, he thought it was good looking. Or he would have never started dating me. But it was deeper than that. Because even when I looked <laughs> really sickly or... You know, he would tell me, hello, beautiful, or, you know, just look at me a certain way and just smile. And um, those were those were hard words to hear for many years because I didn't think I was deserving of it. I surely didn't think I was beautiful in any way, shape, or form. Um, I had always been told I was such a tomboy and, and I, you know, wasn't really that pretty or I'd never really amount to anything. I was told um, my dad used to randomly tell me things like, well, that was stupid, or, well, only an idiot would do something like that, or, you know, you're just a girl, you know. And the labels, the weight of the labels, are heavy and they are quick they're like they they sink in like quicksand and they become very toxic in our bodies in our minds in our souls and we don't we don't become everything we should become and then there are other people who decide that they have to be overachievers to to gain approval from somebody who couldn't possibly ever give approval because they don't approve or love themselves. You know, one of the things I do in the morning when I am doing my morning prayers before I leave my home and I I physically put on the full armor of Christ. And one of the things I do, the last things I do is I take the sword of the spirit and I break off as I go through it, I break off all attachments, all assignments, all labels, all sickness, all illness, all disease, any curse that someone has spoken over me, whether I know it or, or I don't know it, because the spirit can move, the spirits can move, and I I wouldn't even hear it. I don't even have to be within earshot. But if somebody speaks a curse over you, you need to break it off. And it needs to be done daily. Probably should be done several times throughout the day because you never know. You just never know. You know, and a curse can be anything. You know, Um, even the slightest of... You know, even even somebody saying, "Well, good luck," if they don't mean it, is actually a curse. They're they're really hoping that you fail. That's a curse. That's somebody speaking a curse over you. They want you to fail because they can't be successful, so you can't be successful. These are things that we don't even think about. Things that we say, "Well, good luck," you know, with a doubt in our tone of voice. We just released a curse over somebody. 
you know, it's, you know, and, and we need to repent of that. You know, God has brought to my attention a few different things that I've held against other people, you know, and I've had to stop and repent and ask his forgiveness over it because I, one, one of them, I was being stubborn and I have to, I have to repent on the stubbornness myself. But there was hurt underneath it and, and, and misunderstanding and, and I don't want to carry that stuff into my future. I don't want to carry that stuff. I've learned that if I hang on to it, if I hang on to unforgiveness, I am not forgiven of things I'm asking forgiveness for because in order to receive forgiveness, you have to give forgiveness. Um, and you need to repent of the unforgiveness. You need to release it. And, and, and no, it's not easy. Like I said, I was being stubborn on one of those things. And, um, it just, it's been something that's really kind of been setting in my spirit the last few days. And, and I just wanted to talk about it on here. I don't know that anybody will hear this. I just know that I just feel led to, to do these, these podcasts, you know, I'm just following God's lead. I'm, you know, moved to a new city and new town, making new friends, um, which, you know, is a struggle of mine because I'm, I'm not a very adventurous or outgoing person. If it wasn't for my husband, there's a lot of things I would have never done or tried. But I'm going to pause right here and I'll be back in a few seconds. Have you ever heard the song? Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. And I can't remember the rest of it, but it talks about what you allow to enter your mind and your heart. Um, and we should be careful also what we say. Those are things that, like my pastor was talking about, you can't take back. Once you've said it, you can't take it back. And, um, you know, today they were talking about uh, not to, to not be in conflict, that she said that, I believe she said that there was like, I want to say like 74 or 75 references in the Bible that says to basically telling us not to get in conflict with someone else. Um, not to speak in anger, not to, last week was about words and, and, and speaking, and this week was about getting in disagreements and, and arguments with people. The Bible tells us not to, um, to not argue with someone because in all honesty, it doesn't solve anything. They're not going to hear you. They've already got their mind set. 
Um, they're going to disagree regardless of what you say or do. So your best bet is just to be quiet. To, to basically concede. And, you know, like I jokingly say sometimes, smile and nod. Smile and nod. Um, whether you agree with them or not, it doesn't matter. Because sometimes people are just looking for the argument. They just want a fight. And if we are not careful, we will fall right into that trap. We will get taken down by somebody that we dearly love. Because um, they're having a bad day. Because they need somebody to vent to. But take it too far. Or, you know... There have been a few times that, you know, I literally have said to my husband, I'm not going to fight you over this. I'm not going to argue with you over this. Um, which was really hard because, you know, there were, it could have very easily gone wrong had I allowed, had I continued with the discussion and basically not bowed out. And then, then what? then you have to go back and apologize. You can go back and apologize all you want to, but those words are still out there. That doubt is still there. That hurt is still there. Um, we have to be real careful what we say, how we say it, who we say it to, you know, um, why we get involved in little things like that. You know, I got, I found myself getting caught up in something the other day and then immediately was regretful at, that I allowed myself to even be a part of it. You know, what does it matter? What does it really matter? It's not my place to say, it's not my place to, you know, I like to, I like to say sometimes to remind myself more than anything, not my circus, not my monkeys. You know, I've heard a few other people, one of the girls I work with says, um, not my pasture, not my cattle or something like that. Um, you know, it's just a way of reminding ourselves that it's none of our business. That is not the business that we are to be about. We are to be about being the light of the world, not falling into the darkness with everyone else. Um, and like I said, it's really easy. I found myself in there and then immediately had to stop and repent and, you know, just make amends and, and, you know, why'd I even, why'd I even bother? It, like I said, it wasn't my business. It wasn't my place. It wasn't, you know, it's, it, we have to be careful. We have to be careful who we allow to influence us. We know better, but, you know, how much easier is it to be negative when everybody around you is negative than it is to be positive? You know, I choose to be positive. Sometimes I have to choose moment by moment to be positive. Because sometimes it's not that easy because I'm not surrounded by happy people. 
I'm surrounded with people who are frustrated with themselves, with their lives, with their jobs, with everything in the world going on. They are inundated with doubt and depression and anxiety and frustration and, you know, financial issues and blah, 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 on and on and on and on. So how can I be happy? How can I be peaceful? How can I be joyful? You know, there have been times where, where, you know, I've caught a look from somebody like, you know, they were even more so angry with me because I was smiling or happy or, you know, allowing myself to be joyful. You know, being joyful has nothing to do with my situation whatsoever other than my communication with Christ and the Holy Spirit. If I don't have that communication, I am just as miserable and angry and frustrated, anxious, depressed as everyone else in the world because I've taken my eyes off what matters and I've allowed them to focus on what's in front of me. You know, and I have a a friend of mine that sent me a message today and when I read her message I was immediately taken aback you know she's 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 in she's in a tough battle right now and I'm not going to go into detail because I don't have really permission to share her story but something that she had said was I'm not doing good and um it bothered me You know, and I I told her, I appreciate you being honest with me and letting me know when you're not doing well, because that allows me to pray better, more detailed for you. I said, however, what I would like for you to start doing is when you get up, if it's a nap, if it's waking up in the middle of the night or waking up first thing in the morning, when you wake up, say, thank you, God, for this new day. Thank you for this breath. Thank you for the experiences, the provisions, the protections, the everything that you have for me in this day. Thank you. Thank you for the finances that you are going to provide for me. Thank you for the health that you are giving me. Thank you for the healing in my body that you will be providing for me today. Thank you for the courage to fight another day. I think so many times we allow our circumstances to control our attitude and it actually causes a lot more harm than good. You know, and our words to ourselves sometimes are the harshest. You know, I've heard myself tell myself, well, that was stupid. That wasn't a very kind thing to say to myself, was it? No. I just literally called myself stupid. Um, it's not not healthy. We need to be careful. I want to finish this with um, with a prayer. And I hope this helps someone even if it's just one person that hears this I just want it to minister to somebody Heavenly Father I just want to stop and ask your forgiveness for my words my misspeaking my assumptions 
um, my ingratitude towards you on times when things don't go my way. I want to ask your forgiveness for my words. Most of all, help me to be more cautious. Help me to process my words before they come out my mouth and make sure that the words that I speak are life, love, peace, joy, patience, grace, mercy for the other person hearing that conversation, for the other person on the other side of that conversation. Help me to be kinder to myself when I make mistakes. Help me to be more loving and forgiving of myself, more graceful, more patient with myself, more understanding that I'm human too, and that even though my expectations for myself are higher than my limitations, help me to extend grace to myself, God. The grace that you extend to me daily. Father, help me to speak words of love, life, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and faith, and hope. Forgive me and help me to forgive others and myself when I don't quite do the right thing, say the right thing. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your patience and your grace, your mercy, most of all for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you all have a blessed day. I hope this ministers to someone. I hope it hits home with someone. And like I've said before, please feel free to email me with prayer requests, message me on this. I will gladly pray for you. My email is suesitysue at hotmail.com. Or you can message me directly on this podcast and I will I will receive it in my emails. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.